0: welcome everybody today we have victor key an amazing juggler and super performer with us he's giving us an insight in his inspirational story but as well the artistic routines how to zoom in in order to create from within enjoy the show of the sea arts podcast Welcome to the Sea Arts Podcast. We build a bridge between arts and business and want to inspire you to see arts. So welcome everybody. Here we are in Stuttgart and it's the time of the Weltweihnacht Circus and we have a very special guest today. Viktor Key, all the way from originally Ukraine. He's one of the main acts in the Weltweihnacht Circus. He's traveled and worked all over the world. One of the finalists at America Got Talent and he really amazed. We're Cirque du Soleil around the globe and today we'd like to dive in with him into his artistic journey where he gets his inspiration from and what are the next visions so first of all yeah welcome victor and thanks for joining into our podcast at this short notice Uh, hello everybody
1: merry christmas happy new year Uh, we'll have a nice podcast and really thank you inviting me to this podcast fabian so
0: I'm always interested. How do people get into the arts? Because our podcast listeners want to. It's called Sea Arts Podcast. It's about how uh, how can we find our artists from within. And so, uh, well, who are you personally, and as well, what's your passion? What's what's your mission? What's driving you forward? And as well, what what are you dedicating your your time with?
1: No, yeah, thank you for the question. Well, uh, my, my time when I was very young, around five six years old. Uh, in that time with the Soviet Union, I was in this little children's circus studio and happened to be that I fell in love with the circus uh, life and that time pr- practicing different uh, disciplines and eventually performing after I was seven. And that kind of hooked you in. And uh, frankly speaking, I don't remember choosing it. It's like being there. It's almost like my mom said, ah, the circus chose you instead of you didn't choose circus, don't worry about that. Uh, You had no role playing into choosing it, (laughs) you know, something like that. So I grew up believing that that's always been there for me. And there was never any other dream as a child to be anybody else. Like children dream always to be an astronaut or a fireman, right? A doctor. I, I don't remember doing that. So for me, it was always one goal to be a performer, uh, not specifically juggler or, or an acrobat. It's just performer. And circus was a big industry in Soviet Union, part of the 80s, when I grew up there as a teenager. So we believe that we are on the right path. Nobody knew that circus is can be tough and can be degraded and can be uh, such a bigger difference in scale. It can be a bigger art and it can be just uh, traveling with the caravan. We thought circus in that time is only a big states buildings around Soviet Union and we wanted to be part of that organization. And, and then when uh, after graduated from uh, circus academy of circus arts in Kiev, I learned more how variety and wide range of circus industry is in this world
0: that's amazing um, and on this journey like during your times at the circus school at the academy or as well like afterwards like what were the persons the the moment that inspired you most what were your your idols uh, back in the days when there was no youtube like who who inspired you to become an artist was it your parents in your family uh, what are these inflection points for Well, them? my
1: brother, my older brother brought me to this children's circus, first of all. I didn't know what was that uh, building about. It was a cultural center. He stole me from the kindergarten and uh, brought me to this place. Uh, there was a teacher, uh, my favorite person in the world uh, for many, many decades when I grew up. He kind of replaced my father because my father left us when I was very young. I don't know him and the teacher was a very inspiring person he motivated kids on different subjects of arts on the history of arts and circus in general and uh, deep inside the history uh, introduced to uh, foreign uh, legends of circus such as enrico Corastelli, grok uh, charles Ribel, and so on so on including francis brun which i fell in love personally with his art and to be honest, the first time we didn't have TV in the 80s, right? So eight, Late 70s, 80s. It's incredible. And that time we had no even photography so much. You know, because Soviet Union, I grew up in a very small town, very poor. We lived in a small one-room apartment with three people and uh, had my mom work two jobs. And then all the good stuff happened only in that circus studio. And all this imagination and faraway world was available in our fantasy just through that channel. So the teacher was very inspiring by the sense of giving us that window of imagination outside of this little uh, one-room apartment or small town. And that being said, how we learn about without TV, about YouTubes and uh, social media is by reading the book. He had enormous amount of books and uh, uh, articles about performances around the globe. Of different performers and stars for example uh, Alexander Kiss the juggler or Francis Brun let's say and we would talk and he would kind of speak to us and read this book and the book describes in words a performance of the artist it doesn't exist now for some reason so he said okay now the the uh, all the 2000 room gets quiet and they announce of the new act gonna come on and the spotlights on the uh, on the conférencier, and he said and now the the world fame juggler Francis Brun and then the lights kicks in the music goes and we see this man standing in one pose all in black holding only one object the ball piercing eyes going through the audience and so on so on and his assistant tossing me the balls quickly and and exactly like in the point to point into the music and the music kicks up and build the tricks and so on and so on we, our imagination kind of evolves and grows so my first introduction to francis brun act was through my fantasy how i interpret that reading
0: well it's so beautiful in a way because i really feel sometimes tv and all these smartphones they take away our imagination because if you read a book if you read for example, for me it was always Harry Potter. I got my own imagination. How Absolutely. would he look like? How would Hogwarts look like? And once you see it in a movie, it's so given. It's so immersive in a way. And so I feel maybe this leaves you as a, as a reader, more space of, of creating your own story in this way, also stay, stay more innovative. That's <clears throat> probably one of the biggest challenges nowadays that it's that we see so many things, yeah. but sometimes this is so overwhelming that we, we're not inspired to act upon it, but rather, absolutely
1: agree, Fabian. This is exactly uh, what happened at that time. And I believe this little seed that grows after allows children to grow up with a grown imagination on their own, not relying on other sources and how it's supposed to be, but how you imagine it. And you believe that is how it's supposed to be and this is a different It's a type of confidence that you what you imagine that is how it's supposed to be rather than a, a outside world dictates and you just read it and then that's that's the formula no your formula is inside of you any creation and any imagination or creative part of person creates the own formula and they because they believe so much in that and they build so much confidence they will succeed because they prove the outside world that that is the formula of his own creation and not the, not the other way around. Because so sure. if we... And uh, so uh, that being said, later we learned how to read acts through the books. And in late 80s, I got access to uh, video ca- uh, players and cassettes and it uh, was very difficult to find different uh performances especially in circus but there was a lot of iga jugglers uh, e j c juggling conventions at that time already coming in so we can saw, saw a lot of like michael motion or, or michael madness you know uh, we saw different uh, beautiful acts and get inspired even more and the first time i saw francis brun was early 90s uh, i was in poland And I was astonished. I said, wow, my imagination didn't reach that far when I was imagining it. So he exceeded that image of of his performance in my head that I had previously far ahead. And I was, ever since then, I was convinced that this is my idol. And first of all, he bears no, and maybe said, i can say this way he didn't chose to be sparkling and big and grand instead he wanted to be introvert he wanted to be provocative from inside no flashes things but more feeling with more density more substance as a individual so he shows so much individuality blended along with among the tricks and choreography that I was fascinated by that more than the other artists, which are, you don't know who they are, but you know what they do here. You know, you kind of feel who you are as a performer. And that's why you do it. It's a very different approach was for me. And uh, other things struck me from Francis Bruhn that he was, he given gave me that touch of feeling that you don't have to perform for the audience as a main point. Audience become your spectators and you are performance for yourself. It's your world. You invite an audience to witness it, which absolutely different point of view as a performer. And since then, in the early 90s, I start to <clears throat> develop my routines based on that philosophy. I took away all the... I had 300 different tricks. I had to choose exactly ones that will belong to my individual feeling, shape them into the choreography I want, and so on. So it was much more peculiar work, which reached to the point, and up to the point that I made the first creation of the act in 1991.
0: And from there, from
1: 1991, I started this type of performance. In fact, Three days ago, in thirty-first of December, one friend of mine—not friend on Facebook—I'm sorry—sent uh, me a message, a happy, uh, happy, a uh, New Year message, and a link to a nineteen ninety-two performance of me somewhere in Poland. Wow. It was a private recording of some spectator on the video camera, of course, old one. I never seen that performance. I've never knew somebody was recording and it's wonderful to see and it was one of the first year i did this type of style of performance and now i have even video of that it's fantastic to see where you come from and how you started and i can see why i did that and how bad was that oh my god i cannot see that now but it is your past and uh, from there only one way is to evolve And improve and uh, but stay true to what you want to be rather than what outside world
0: requires you know Mm -hmm. on this evolving journey what is what is your belief system to stay constantly motivated to to grow further because like from an outside perspective what a juggler can achieve just like from being on a bigger stage working with Cirque du Soleil you're there what what pushes you even further but on this journey what uh, what are the trigger points to to say i want to go go more profound or go go wider and uh,
1: from the beginning of my uh, career in early 90s motivation was to root yourself in the circus industry at in my own way to get style and the approach of performing and creating and sh- being an artist on stage, that approach to me more mark, but more as a rooted, as a, as a substance that eg- has right to exist for the, for it's the right thing, I believe. I wanted to make it as more, uh, stronger statement in the circus industry for uh, any other generation forward, um, that will appear that may for me make sense that a performer do not specially look outside and copy things and make them better for me important to create from within yourself and the more individual part will come only from yourself you know you don't look outside to create you look inside to find that inspiration and then create this will come with more variety, more diverse in industry in, in different ways. And uh, you would agree with your uh, creations that, uh, with your company, and uh, something that it doesn't get uh, is not done because uh, it, it is widely popular. No, it's because you like that. It's feeling. It's that, and then you invite everybody. In, and because it's so powerful and strong, it becomes popular. So uh, this is a new uh, seed that can grow. And for me, it's the same. I wanted to make sure that every trick of performance, like six minutes, or seven minutes of performance, is every second is thought of. Is nothing left for even please don't applaud kind of thing, you know, just focus. It's still a song is not finished yet. I mean that, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I don't want to make a statement that it is the only way, it's just the way of my own that I wanted to make sure it has right to exist and follow in this circus industry in the future.
0: Can you give us an insight into your, your training schedules? What kind of rituals, what kind of routines do you have in the morning, in the evening to, uh, uh, to progress, but also to dive into this more profound profound from within? Like, how can you, can you source from within? What are the, the processes that, that foster your creat- creativity?
1: Well, uh, my, my routine is very simple. I'm uh, about two hours ahead before the show, I start to prepare. I have some time spent on makeup and uh, listening some uh, audiobooks <laughs> uh, while I'm doing that or talking on skype with my mom or my wife that also happened and once I'm done with makeup I'm going into practice routine for at least an hour and about half an hour it takes for me to focus before they act but that is a very precise. For me, it's like a golf routine. If somebody plays golf, you have a pre shot routine, which is exactly the same, and that dictates more consistency. And I learned that in Soleil. when so many shows on tour, and you need to stay consistent and focused. And the, the schedule can be very similar. So it's easy to make sure that everything you do is actually um, follow the same, same pattern. So you focus the same way. I am continue doing that half an hour before the show. is kind of my own routine that I'm doing this trick, that trick, another uh, warm-up, that area, this area. And then five minutes before, when everything's set uh, for the performance, then I don't juggle five minutes before I only uh, focus and warm-up. Uh, just the body and mind. <laughs>
0: and for the persons who haven't seen Victor Juggle I will also post a video of one of his performances maybe the one from America Got Talent which was really mesmerizing um for it because it's not just juggling it's in a way it's contortionism it's it's acrobat it's a it's a way of of dance it's i think at America Got Talent they say it's kind of like ballet and and juggling i think it's really something very unique that you that you created there from within
1: in, this, in the States, when America's Got Talent invited me to perform, we had to do it five times. It is the longest uh, contest uh, in the world. So, five different performances was a challenge for, for, for a juggler uh, in the first place. Uh, and nevertheless, I took the offer and it uh, was uh, paid off well since I went all the way to the finals. Uh, didn't win, unfortunately jugglers so far didn't never want
0: was <laughs> so the magicians, uh, yeah. right? yeah all the
1: magicians or singers however <laughs> uh, personally i I felt comfortable uh, being there and uh, was a lot a lot of stress a lot of work but, the, but juggling is different because we have tricks and if you are a juggler you understand that you develop for years and they are specifically done for that type of routine for that transition for this type of speed or tempo it it is kind of part of you and to develop new routines and new tricks and new transitions it takes too long time to make consistent work therefore was not an option to create anything new as far as routines and tricks rather than create using my my material and create different uh, approach and building different acts and artistically, uh, get a more artistic approach to it, mm-hmm. which I did for America's Got Talent. My favorite work when I'm working is my full act. Like, uh, I did, uh, in many occasions, like last tour on, in Circus Knee in 100 years anniversary. I also make official video. Of and that. that is the final kind of full version of my work. And then after you can see different three, two, three minutes, Performances for America's Got Talent or America's Got Talent, the champions, the edition, which is very different as well with the video graphics, uh, interactive. That gives me opportunity to reach a bit wider spe- spectrum of uh, this industry. It's a corporate market that is uh, very important in the show business uh, and we all know that. And to be successful, you cannot be only creative. You also have to be a business-oriented person and make sure you're managing your value very reasonable. Totally. Uh, yes. And th- that very difficult for, for artists to do. And um, we are like our own corporation, you know, our little thing. That is an uh, umbrella uh, right over us, and we are doing all possible things, and logistics, and uh, creation of and technical, and creating, uh, performing. We don't have team to, to build everything for us. We're basically managers of our own selves.
0: And how do you build this bridge between the arts and business? Do you have specific times when you put the business hat on and then specific time when you say now it's Victor the artist? Because it's if oh, yes. you look at it, it's like counterproductive oh, because the God. one is like in the head and yes. juggling with numbers and the other one is juggling and getting into your it body is and your total heart.
1: Total chaos and conflict entire life. And <laughs> these two is two warriors fighting <laughs> with each other. For decades, to be honest, it's, it's insane. Uh, sometimes it, it gets me into depression modes. It gets me on a uh, uh, very excited modes when uh, some, when artistic part wins. But it is always a conflict. It is a compromise all the time, and uh, especially with the, with the demand of uh, outside industry. The problem is demand that dictates the compromise. And you don't want to give that compromise as a performer. You have different ideas, but if there's no platform to develop that, even though you're pitching and pitching, and then they degrade it to a much smaller, not as attractive idea, then your question would be, should you go with it? Artistic side said, no, you don't, because it's not what you imagine. And the business side say, yes, you do, because this is still better than nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and uh, so you go from there. And uh, I, I learned that in order to do it properly in the, for example, like America's Catalan platform, which demands uh, uh, quite a lot of imagination and preparation, <clears throat> you have to plan 200%. More ideas, better, bigger, grander, provocative, and so on. Everything You double because you will end up with 100 percent because -hmm. they will cut half of it and then you'll be happy which is more difficult to do but this is the way approach uh, that you have to take and that that happens with the different tv uh, appearances or different projects that i had and many didn't succeed because i didn't reach that level high end and it was too big compromise to move forward and of course lots of success but at the same time lots of failures I don't uh, say that I never fail I did many times and many projects didn't go along and unfortunately it's very difficult to to relaunch them because there's no platform less and less in the outside industry less and less platform for anything new creative everybody wants that
0: it's, they already know it works well it's a lack of imagination at a certain point we experience that sometimes also with with our videos of of the giants of light of dundu that they see something then they say they want exactly this one and then you trying to to pitch something hey, we could combine this and that like because that's where in these creative fusions i feel there is the the next level of of new things combining new things and then creating something like really new but in a way uh, the industry sometimes it's on the one hand demanding always something new but on the other hand also saying oh, okay that's that's what i've seen that's what i want in a yes. way uh-huh.
1: yes i agree and it happens the same in the in, uh, in corporate market on our industry or tv tv industry for entertainment
0: and all oftentimes it's-, it's the the lack of time because you know a new creation takes time it's it's failing and retrying reshaping prototyping and for the corporate market, it's delivering it's, it's and it's, it's not a lot delivering of... Delivering very quick uh, and
1: very time-consuming and they wanted everything short and also very money-oriented. Of course, these factors on the nowadays uh, industry, it's like that. It's much more uh, clip play, you know, I don't know how you say that clip play, like a picture quick, tan, we need that and everything is tomorrow. Or, or when you need it, I need it yesterday. It's the type of uh, rushed... Uh, life that we live right now and we have to adopt so the only thing is rely on yourself and uh, and pitch much more what you believe and uh, hope for more platform to, to deliver that
0: looking at your uh, life your your masterpiece life achievement i think you master this juggling act literally really well between uh, being a father which i'm also father i think it's a it's a very important part of of being human but as well the business side uh, and furthermore, also giving back to the community, maybe first of all uh, the the work that you do with the Victor Key Foundation. When did you start this? What was the idea and uh, and actually how how could people help and support you in this work
1: um, yes i when I said, in the beginning of this podcast, I told you that I grew up in a little children 's circus studio in Ukraine in a small town <laughs> called Priluki that studio was shut down in 1992 when Soviet Union collapsed due to lack of funding of course nobody fund they wanted to shut down it and it was never existed since then I, it always bothers me every time I came back to my town see my, my parents uh, I realized there was no opportunities for these children that I've seen on the streets to to find their talents to develop at least to to understand are they good and or not in this uh, industry. And it always bothered me. Then when the revolution in uh, Ukraine started in 2014, I did a little action, uh, drove through the United States with the Ukrainian uh, flags and cars and 12 TV channels following me, raising awareness of Ukrainian movement for freedom. I decided in that time, I decided that this is the right time to make an making a difference also in Ukraine in my own town how do I relaunch that studio and I I realized that for that I need an official uh, non-profit organization and I uh, founded the 2 Foundation which was focused on um, bringing juggling and circus arts to the children in regions of poverty, distress, and children with disabilities, and I formed this organization. Now we are active in uh, about four countries, mostly South America and Ukraine, due to poverty and uh, accessibility uh, of these regions where there's none of this existing. And we're widely uh, popular in Argentina. We did Kenya project once uh, to connect with the. Um, Uh, one Kenyan circus uh, school that was struggling and we kind of helped them to develop their own programs. And, of course, I reopened the circus studio Uday that I grew up in exactly the same location, exactly the same room, and I uh, supported it to restart. Now about 60 kids every year studying there for free. Uh, And we have already multiple uh, kids that... Entered the Academy of Circus Arts already on second grade in Kiev, And we have a few gold medalists in different festivals So the studio is growing so almost five years already the studio exists, and Our website is VictorKeyFoundation.com. Victor with the K. Some doesn't know and the donations are Going into our fund and every project is funded from this account. There was, we don't have any salaries or any spending on the office because that taken care of by me personally. And we have only volunteers that working on the projects. Therefore, uh, we are relying only on donations and supporters and our ambassadors with uh, teachers. They go in different regions and teach children this performing arts and juggling it's
0: cool so we put this as well in the show notes in order to uh, yeah to help donate some of the the christmas money maybe or uh, as well maybe some volunteers get in touch with victor and see if they can help in argentina or in ukraine or in the other spots where you are you are present me myself i also worked uh, in a project with cirque du monde so the social circus of cirque du soleil and that was one of my transformative uh, experiences actually like entering into into the world of cirques because for me before it mm-hmm. was way more music and during this time in mexico i uh yeah i got to know social circus um well the other part where you're definitely giving giving a lot is being a father uh, how do you uh, how do you manage <coughs> the time on stage, the time further developing, the time with your wife? How do you like work life balance is is something they call in the in the business world. But I think as an artist, like the the balancing act is is hard because at some point it's different schedules. Sometimes for me, uh, I'm realizing it's not very family friendly schedules because on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve you're always performing. How did you find uh, this the space for yourself and your wife is also an artist? Uh, what are your, your tips and hints you can give to, to other artists out there? Yeah, uh,
1: The good thing about that, that I am a juggler and the substance of juggling is manipulating multiple objects around your body simult- simultaneously. Using you know, that unique synthesis of uh, awareness of uh, those objects around you and being in sync with them. <laughs> and that kind of same philosophy lies in, in life, and especially family, business, and art, and your profession in general. And family, because as a Ukrainian family for us, very, very strong importance in life. Therefore, not only a family, a new family, that is wife and children, but my own roots, you know, my mom and of uh, the friends' importance as well. All this is an enormous amount of uh, management requires, <laughs> let's say. But, but while traveling is the beauty of uh, our performance, uh, uh, our art, basically, our, um, uh, our profession. The beauty of our profession that we are traveling and we constantly in contact and spiritually and uh, in, within the help of social media and uh, telephones and Skypes and uh, WhatsApps. Uh, 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 when we travel to each other all the time in every different occasions that we can, uh, when, when tour can offer. And with my family, uh, my wife is Mongolian and she's also a circus uh, performer. She was working with Sergei Soleil in Alegria since she was 11 years old. And then we met in Amaluna playing the, uh, she was playing Miranda and I was playing Caliban. And that's where we met. We both left the company to form the family and travel by our own. Right now she's in Italy performing. I'm performing here because it's Christmas time. But next year we booked seven, eight months uh, through the entire year we work together in the theater in Chicago. So we're managing by work, step by step. What industry allows us. You cannot... Uh, always wish to work together which we would love to but that never always happened uh, last, last year we, we, I was on tour with Circus Knie she was with me, we did a compromise she did only events and stay with me, with the family, with my kid and that also a compromise that's how we manage it and say okay, this is a compromise that we have to do to, to stay as a family short breaks are okay but not, not the long ones then every break between work, we we travel for vacation, we travel home. She went to Mongolia. I had to always manage this uh, uh, life of our complex family. Even though it's a small family, only family three. I have one kid that is only just past two years old. Very cute Leonardo Ki. And uh, if somebody wants to follow him on uh, Instagram, it's <laughs> at leoshkaki. .com, You can find it on my Instagram at victorky.com And uh, he's an interesting n- new, uh, <laughs> new human being, let's say it this way. And it's a, it's a light in, uh, in every performer's uh, life. It's like a light. It's beautiful to be a father. I'm enjoying every minute of it, and I miss him every minute I'm not with him. And uh, in fact, must say, every performance I do. I have a light ball on stage with me, if you know my act. every light represents Leonardo for me, so on that stage, I always think about my son and that is every performance there's no one performance I miss since he was born that didn't exist in my thoughts over the performance, which helps me to to perform also because i'm uh, I'm performing there. Really, hundred percent from inside myself, I don't try to impress anybody with anything. I would love you to to be a witnesses and invite you to to see who I am and those thoughts are also included in <laughs> Ah
0: oh, that's so beautiful or to or to share the light from within and like this creation that you two have together to you dedicate your performances to him and um, I feel what you mentioned in the beginning that as a kid, you are rather open to these windows of imagination. I think kids help us a lot to to re-enter in this space, in this busyness of business, in the in this juggling act of of management, to really dive into this this childlike innocence. Uh, and and for myself, for my creations, Elias and Noah, they help me a lot to well. Stay present on the one hand, also with all the the business going on, but also to to see things from a different perspective to really dive into this innocent character and uh, and reshape your your vision. Well, another um, interesting point that uh, that I'm currently diving deeper into research is the state of flow. You shared already with us. A bit of your rituals, how you uh, you prepare for the for the show, I guess, to uh, or to deliver such a performance. It's you do uh, flow is totally necessary. What are uh, the trigger points for for moments of flow for you when you're like one with with the universe and and totally there?
1: Uh, first of all, you have to um, separate performances in many different layers. You have a movement of adundu and you are, you probably understand most that there are so many layers into that movement same with juggling so many layers with the juggling and the movement and the playing and the focus of attention and the dynamics of the movement and mise-en-scene and, this, uh, and the substance of what you do and also shift of uh, um, a rhythm a little bit because you don't stay flat into rhythm, which people don't really see it, but they feel it. Only person who knows it that you change the rhythm it's you, and for the purpose of creating that little up feeling and down feeling. Same with the movement of a big puppet like that. I can understand because I've been researching in this, it's incredibly challenging and multi layer challenge with everybody in sync. So if there is a team in sync, here is all parts of my body in sync and two hands and my mind and the focus and eyes and where I'm looking, how I'm looking and what is the attention and how fast I transit and how slow I slow down. All that create that one piece of three seconds movement. (laughs) But then comes next and you don't have break from three to four. You know, it's like time, it flows. The water also don't stop and flow. It does flow. So I believe that that flowness as you were describing is essential for performance to keep audience focused entirely, 100%. You don't, you grab them with your focus. You narrow them down in one point since the beginning of the show. And that's the focus you want to keep them. You don't want them to forget uh, to, to look around or forget something or think about something else. You want them to keep as much as tight and focused to yourself throughout the performance. And that helps the flow. And the flow, but also you have uh, one thing is flow. Another thing is what's happened during this flow. So constant graduate approach to impress. And... Not only impress, but improve and exceed the expectation. Show unexpected things, surprise, amuse, touch, make them excite and feel. So, all these triggers through the performance keep them focused and intrigued and want to see more because they don't know what to expect. And it's important you don't repeat anything more than needed. To not drop that feeling. You have to try, they think it's gonna be more, but then it's already new. So you're constantly ahead of their own expectation, which triggers the focus that you want. And no, I don't personally, I don't seek for attention as a source of reactions, applause, or this. I don't wanna give time for that. Most of the time, there's no time. There are a few moments I dedicated in the act that I need that even for myself to rest and to audience to feel like they're connected. But the, those are deliberate. Mate. If I would be my only artistic and not business side, I would not even keep those. I just keep doing it. But those are compromises we need to do because audience wants to give that flow of uh, reaction, even though it's short and move forward again. And for that, I developed my own style of uh, reaching that uh, flowness and uh, taking away i say water anything that water doesn't need to it has to squeeze out and only essence and syrup has to stay what left on stage so there's no extra movement no extra step that unnecessary if that step i can i can take away from this specifically movement and juggling routine i will take it away is this minimalism to serve the purpose maximum way to, to be maximum saturated for the trick or for the movement,
0: and also create the focus for the audience, right? It's more because, like the, the yeah, to the, the more sensual. extra
1: unnecessary movements and unnecessary reactions it creates chaos and creates less distractions for what you are trying to to show. And I'm pretty sure if you're doing the same with the puppetry, it's the same. You need real. A, precise moments that will create feeling
0: and we're already living in a time when like real focus is has become such a oh, non-existing f- moment because we're so distracted like we have an attention span of a, of a goldfish and when we see something amazing like the first uh, thing we're going to do is like where's our cell phone to try to to keep that moment six and minutes
1: of focus is an enormous effort to a nowadays human mind, being yeah it's incredible, I. Uh, and but it's not the end of the world yet. <laughs> we would be much more in trouble when they cannot see three minutes, you know, because at least in three, four minutes, performer can deliver, you know. But less, it's not like uh, it's not possible. But uh, it is a clip world, yeah. Like really, picture quack quack quack. Unfortunately, but again, uh, focus is an essential part of keep, keeping audience. Uh, in your world and the way you perform you have to be true you have to be original you have to uh, try to stay as much as yourself and unique so audience don't see anything that they've seen before because if you as a performer constantly looking outside and collect information and bring this information on your table and then build an act from that information what from that information the other audience didn't see because this is from outside. Mm-hmm. They've seen everything. It's just different, comp- just bricks reshifted and uh, reordered. So I deeply, um, let's say, convinced and I deeply suggest any young performers and, or searching performers and artists to don't look outside for creation, look outside for inspiration. But to create, you look within yourself. Because only then you can bring that inspiration into different form that actually reflects yourself as an individual. And that will be new for the audience. They will see something new because they will never have seen that before because you didn't show them yet. And that, that's a different approach. And I think it's very essential to every artist to become more individual. And then become circus art, performing art in general, will become so unique for the audience to see because it will bring them out of everyday life imagination, but brings them to somebody new, different, escape from everyday life. That's how I
0: believe performing art should be. True, true, and beautiful birds. Well, to uh, to wrap this up here, we just entered a new decade. What are your your visions, your uh well your your next steps your inspirations for for the next decade oh my god it agenda. is it
1: is new decade and i wish everybody amazing new projects in the new decade and uh, happy new year and upcoming uh, different different beautiful uh, uh wonderful projects for everybody for me personally i'm uh, a father so I'm looking forward to spend as much as time as I can with this amazing uh, creature Leonardo and uh, we're working with my wife next year in theater in Chicago creating something very special new that's also beautiful I'm directing three shows for on uh, for Costa Cruz with my team of Art Vision Production which is a company that uh, I founded many years ago that kind of uh, um, make parallel work for me to prepare also for future and four or five years who knows what I'm gonna do if I perform or not probably not (laughs) and uh, it needs another platform and I'm I love to uh, produce and direct uh, events and uh, shows and that's what I'm doing I started directing acts, but uh, it's very time consuming to manage them. so I decided to put that aside and just concentrate as a performer and a company that will directing events. So the next year it's uh, it is a transition even more so that I did before to combine and performing as an artist and uh, producing and directing
0: as a part of the art vision production great so we are totally excited to see well the the new acts or the new world well, productions coming from art vision and and victor key and uh, crossing our fingers that you and your wife uh, plus leonardo have a, a wonderful stay in chicago and grow even further as this uh, beautiful family unit and, and share this light further to the world thanks a lot victor for for joining in in You're 30 welcome. minutes it's uh, it's already time in the red Weihnachts circus and we're excited to see the show Wonderful. Uh, thanks yes. for for tuning in everybody and we hope that you will have the yeah, the chance to look at the videos of Victor and and keep in touch. Thanks a lot for having us. Thanks a lot and till next time. I hope you really enjoyed this session with Victor Key. Please check out the show notes with all the videos, support the Victor Key Foundation and let's keep in touch for new episodes and more inspiration at the Sea Arts podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a recommendation. Subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at SeaArtsNow.